welcome to episode 183 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, you and I. I'm joined today by my fellow gamers, James. Hello. And Stephen. Hi there. Um, I don't know where to start. I'm honestly just kind of <laughs> tempted to keep talking about Beyonce. I think I'm just going to have to like include that whole preamble in front of the show to like as context now. I mean, Lion uh, King's out soon. Makes this relevant kind of... There's some oh, synergies. True. Yeah, that's that's real soon. Is that how soon is that? Like next week? It's like two next days week. away. Oh, damn! I thought this was actually gonna be quite a quiet year for movies, but now that I think about it, there is a lot of films coming out that I want to see. Like I've seen Spider-Man: Far From Home the past weekend, and then yesterday's out that Beatles film that looks kind of cool. Have you guys are you guys familiar with that one? Yeah, I am familiar. Almost zero interest, but I'm glad you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just thought it was a neat concept. I thought maybe I'd enjoy it. Um, and then, yeah, The Lion King, that absolutely going to get behind. I'm just hanging out for mids- Midsummer. Oh, Is that dude. how we're saying it? Yeah, Midsummer too. So you watched yeah. Hereditary, I take it, Stephen? Oh, of course. <clears throat> dude, did that film just mess you up or what? I loved it so much. It was insane, but my gosh, I, I, I think I've told this story before in the podcast, like I watched that film late at night, I was walking home with a mate at like midnight in the dark from the cinema, and I had a beanie on top of my head in the cold, and a low-hanging tree branch just plucked the beanie off the top of my head, and I, no joke, just like recoiled so hard into my body that I, my neck was sore for weeks. Um <laughs> Yeah. Thank you for that story. That, that was amazing. <laughs> that film messed me up. Uh, James, if you've not been watching Spider-Man Far From Home, what have you been up to? Um, I watched a... Oh, wait, God damn it, James. I was, I was giving you a segue into this game preview, man. <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, I won't talk about what I saw, because I did see a movie we could talk about, but we'll move oh, well, on. Okay. No, no. Uh, while we're going down that rabbit hole, what, what, well, uh, I, be- what I don't think any of you guys see? have seen it. I saw, um, oh, what's it called? Something about Mother on Netflix. Have you guys seen it? Rose oh, Burns, a robot? No. no. I, I, it's not I Am Mother. That's something else, isn't it? I Am Mother. Mother knows... <laughs> Maybe it is I Am Mother. I was going to say Mother Knows Best, but it's not that. Well, this is this episode has gone so... I Am Mother is what it's called. <laughs> was it good? Would you recommend it? Yeah. Yes. But that's <laughs> okay, it, because cool. no one else has seen it, so we can't talk about it. But Well, no, I mean, you're welcome to talk about it as much as you like, man. No, nah, um, it was... Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Rose Byrne's good. It's got Rose Byrne in it. That's She's great. Fine. I've always had a soft spot for good old Rosie. Um, <laughs> nice. Well, no, if uh, if if you're also a Rosie fan, be sure to add it to your list on, on yeah, Netflix look, no, and, and get around to it. It's no like X Machina, but it's a, still a good good movie. Um, All right. Nice. Yeah. One of those. Would, I just love movies where it's like kind of like one location, three people. Like it's obviously low budget, but they kind of they kind of have to think about it a bit more. Uh-huh. Um, although Weta made the suit, so I don't know. Maybe it's not that low budget, or maybe all the budget went into the suit. Maybe. Um, yeah. But yeah, to stinge on location a little bit as a result. I actually kind of like those. They um on TV sh- on TV they call them is it bottle episodes where they kind of like yeah. uh, to save budget in a season they'll have like one or two episodes that are filmed within the one kind of location. Um, it's like oh no, a snowstorm has snowed us all in. Let's have an episode in the house. Well, yeah, I think I think Community actually makes bad. fun of it at one point. 
Um, mm. But they've produced some of my favorite episodes of TV, like The Fly on Breaking Bad, for instance. Um, yeah, right. The, was it the, <laughs> Did the, you was like the that? Ryan Johnson directed episode? Yeah, that's an awesome episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it's divisive, that's for sure. Um, hey, James, would you like to talk about some video games now? Yeah, I do. Go for it. For sure. What have you been playing? <laughs> no, nah, so I have been playing... Um, Fire Emblem Three Houses, which is obviously the new Fire Emblem game. Um, mm-hmm. it's the first console Fire Emblem game since, help me out, Stephen, I think like Radiant Wii? Dawn. I think, yeah, Radiant Dawn which was on the Wii? of Radiance, whichever one was on the Wii. Yeah, so that's a long time. Um, mm. for people I didn't realise it'd been that long. That's crazy. Yeah, well, because they obviously had enjoyed that, I guess, rejuvenation on the 3DS from Awakening onwards and... Um, yeah. So this one is, is a Fire Emblem game, obviously, mm-hmm. and it takes place in a school this time instead of a, like, military base, I guess. Is that what they normally are, Steve? Like, um, I, it's been so long, I couldn't yeah, but you're the you. expert, so, kind of. Um. Nah. No, okay. <laughs> I just researched it, yeah. So, like, we had Fates, which, in 2015, which was on the 3DS, Awakening was the same. Then was it new... Oh, wait, published? No, that's a DS game as well. So that was back in 2010. So was it not Shadow Track? No, my gosh, it keeps going back further. Yeah, that's DS or GBA, So So Radiant Dawn was on the the Wii back in 2008. So it's been, yeah, like 11 years. Yeah, so first HD Fire Emblem. um, First first game that isn't kind of... So it takes place in a school, and the idea is that you're a professor, and you teach all your students and staff about combat or whatever um and then you take them into battle and fire emblem's always been at like building bonds with your units so that they battle to get bet together better mm-hmm. um and i've always liked them a bit but i've always kind of it's never been my favorite series and nintendo's been hammering it quite a bit lately so i've always been a bit kind of down i'm like i'm a bit over it mm-hmm. um but this one obviously i did like awakening i just thought fates was a bit whatever um, and then that remake on 3DS was also a bit, whatever, Echoes. Um, but this one is like, it, it kind of changes quite a bit of stuff. It's still a Fire Emblem game, obviously, but it, it kind of uses the school setting a little bit better. It frames that idea of like, you know, people getting to know each other and people outside of battle a bit better than it just having like floating heads talk over like a normal background. Like yeah. it's a, um, cause between missions now you have this Persona-esque kind of calendar and you... Each each main mission is like at the end of each month. So before that, you've got to spend each day doing things wisely, like building up motivation with your students so they learn better for their exams. If they I'm pass getting their... like uh, based purely in description alone, I'm getting real um, Persona Four kind of vibes. Yeah, I haven't played Persona Four, but I've okay. played Persona Five because that was like all kind of. Kids at high school, and you're sort of building friendships and relationships, which yeah. help you perform better in battle. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, sort of it's vibe. it's it is very, a little bit similar. It does definitely borrows a bit. It's definitely like a light version of Persona in that regard. Yeah, okay. Um, but then when you get into the battles, it's pretty classical Fire Emblem um, in terms of like turn-based strategy RPG. Um, but it's just everything's just a little bit the the what's the word, like, production values are just so much higher than other games. Like, every single text mm. box is voiced. Like, imagine if That's that was good. the case yeah. in the Persona game. Um, yeah. It, God, that'd be a lot. Which is a lot, 
um, which is kind of my... Like, if I were to make a complaint about my time with it so far, as I do think there's probably a little bit too much in here. Mm. Um, but it's a bit too much with not enough depth. What I was going to say, what are, the, what are the performances like? With that much dialogue, I'd have thought... Oh, uh, it's pretty typical, like, if you've watched a cut, an anime before, like... Uh-huh. I mean, it's pretty standard kind of stuff. Like, okay. I'd say it's on the same level as Persona. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, but it's um, it's it's a good, it's a like really solid game. But mm-hmm. I just I do feel like sometimes it is because like there's three paths in the game because you get to pick your house early on in the game and that kind oh, of okay. changes which which group of classmates you have and then um and like how the story plays out. Um, and I've played one and a half so far, but one of them takes about 40 hours to do. And I wasn't even taking my, t- I was rushing through it, not rushing, but you know, I was not doing everything I could do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a lot of hours if you were to do all three paths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Gosh, I haven't done that many hours in a game since Persona 5, and I don't know that I'm ready to do that again. <laughs> but that's the thing, about, that's so the thing I really like. One thing I do like about Three Houses is like, um, it it's kind of... What's the word? Like, you can do as much of that as you want, but you can also skip as much of it as you want. You can just auto, like, auto instruct your students during class, or you can, like, automatically, you can skip a lot of the motivation-based stuff, and they'll just still kind of learn, just not as quickly. Um, I guess it's just, like, if you want to get the most out of it, you have to really do everything. Because the basic loop is, like, you have to have your classmates have higher motivation, so when they're in school, they learn more. And when they learn more, they have a greater chance of passing exams. So to like respec your character sounds like kind of they... stressful, man. Not gonna lie, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I don't know. Like if you want, so if you want like a character to become like a mage, they have to pass their mage exam. But to do that, they have to have good skill ah. in in the two different magic skills. And it's kind of sounding a little like Hogwarts now. Not gonna lie, yeah, like, it is. Different like, I wouldn't want Harry. I wish I named my professor Snape. And it gets it, it's yeah it's very similar. Harry in, Potter in, meets in terms of the houses and stuff and the way the skills work. Um, and sometimes like your students may come to you and be like, "Hey, like I'm not really feeling this kind of this this class. Can I change to this class or whatever?" There's or start a, working there's towards a troll that. in the dungeon and a snake no, nothing, in the toilets. Nothing like that. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, I think it's really cool and it's a really interesting. It's a good way to kind of trick you into caring about your. Your units, because in Fire Emblem you can also have the permadeath turned on. So if someone dies, they die forever. Right. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I'm more into it than I thought I would be. But all right, cool. I, well, it gets a bit was... weird because there's a time jump, and any bonds you've formed in the early bit as your professor, you can kind of pursue that as a romantic relationship later, and that's uh-huh. a bit creepy. Like uh-huh. kind of like. You know, like, questionable. yeah, like, become really good friends with your teacher and then hook up with them when you leave school. Like, that's a bit mm. weird. <laughs> Uncomfortable. <laughs> and a lot of, like, a lot of, like, in, like age boxes that have, like, age and then two question marks. And it's like, mm. <laughs> like oh, no, I don't like that at all. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit, yeah. But um, <laughs> the game itself is quite good. Just, just a bit easy and just a bit... Um, I don't know, there's a lot to do in it. And if you, if you love that kind of watching characters interact in a game, uh-huh. you know, like, that, it's it's really going to be up your alley. Um, mm. Yeah, I'd but, imagine you've probably caught a fair few people's attention with uh, that preview. 
Yeah. Well, we'll look out for your full review. Yes, obviously. Because um, you're going to be doing that in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. I want to do like another house before I write a review. Yeah. So, um, hopefully that will all be ready. It's pretty much going to be the day before, I think. Yeah, nice. The game cool. comes out, which is about two weeks. So. All right, well, we'll look out for that one. Um, Stephen, we had some big news in the week. Yes, yeah, so, um, yeah, we've been talking about it, seems like forever, but there's a smaller, lighter, cheaper Switch, and I don't know, I have some interesting thoughts about it. So, I don't know if anyone hasn't seen all the details, it's like, it's a Switch, it's smaller, it's cheaper, it's uh doesn't have detachable Joy-Cons, and it doesn't have TV out, which bothered me a little bit but Mm. yeah it's really weird it's sort of making a whole bunch of concessions to have it more portable and to have it cheaper and i guess you know if you're someone who doesn't play it at all on tv then yeah that's fine and i probably have mentioned on this show before like i played my vita recently and i remembered how nice a small handheld is and i kind of wished the switch could be you know a little bit smaller because as it is it's a little unwieldy i guess as a platform as a, a portable system but yeah, so as they were announcing it, I was like, oh, this looks cool, this looks cool, this looks cool. And then the, it doesn't have any TV out options whatsoever. It's like, I don't know, I'd kind of assumed it might just come, not come with a dock to save costs or something. But no, it just has no no output whatsoever. So if you want it as a handheld, that's fine. But yeah, that's all it's ever going to be. It's mm. uh, Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting set of choices, I think, that they've made to, to come to a cheaper model of the Switch. Yeah, it's funny. I um, I was also playing my PS Vita <laughs> in this past week. I dug it out of my drawer and blew the dust off of it and uh, and was playing a bit on there. Um, and yeah, it got me kind of like maybe like more confused about this announcement. I mean, on one hand, it's like bloody finally, like this has been teased for so long and we've had like yep. these accessories kind of leaking out and teasers and stuff for rumors for god knows how long um mm. but yeah it's finally coming out here um it's 200 dollars us which is about 330 i believe is retailing here yeah 329 retail yeah although a couple of retailers have already dropped it sort of to around the 300 dollars mark for pre-orders um and yeah, I, I mean, there's a few kind of weird decisions about it. I guess the the, the TV output is a bit weird. Um, the fact that some games are kind of require a Joy-Con, I, I think it does make the non-detachable side of things a little bit weird for this. Um, yeah, obviously- I think the most interesting part about that to me is, like, you, you lose the HD rumble, you lose the IR camera and the detachable Joy-Cons, and I feel like that's going to signal the stop of those features being important, like leather, yeah. I don't think is going to be a big thing ongoing and uh, they're not going to have any like weird Mario party games that require the detachable Joy-Con or, although Mario party is never going to be a big portable thing, but I don't know. It's just, it's kind of interesting. I feel like it, uh, I don't know, it doesn't encourage those features to be used. If, if it is true that most people play power portable and uh-huh. this becomes a popular thing, then maybe, it'll just go back to not really using those particular features for the future because the people aren't going to have them. Yeah, I'm a bit like you. I know you can connect Joy Cons to this one to play it for mm. to play the games that require it, but then you can't hook it up to your TV. So your only option really then is to what like stand it on your desk and well, use it doesn't your... come with a kickstand either. Oh, that's so you'd right. Have to like hold it up or something or get a. So you just kind of basically got to concede that like you're not going to play any games that require Joy-Cons on this on this Switch. Mm. Like that's it's just kind of obsolete for that regard. Um, the other bone I have to pick with this is these colours. 
these colors are such trash. Why did they think that, like, blue, turquoise, and yellow... Sorry, gray, turquoise, and yellow was, like, a good combination. I don't get it. It would have made sense serious? if it came I'm out the same way. Like I think Stephen really? liked those horrible colors. Really? Oh, I, I'm glad I someone like agrees with me at least. But the gray one, I mean, I got a gray switch. So the gray one, I'm like, uh, yeah, fine, sure, cool. Another, another like, minimalist kind of one. But the turquoise and the yellow ones don't make any sense to me unless they were, like, a Squirtle Pikachu kind of styled thing. And they're not, obviously. So... I'm just like, why these colors? They're so bold. They don't fit with, like, the existing palette for the Switch. Like, if they were the blue and the red, that might have made a bit more sense, but... Or maybe I'm if just they were more loss. neon, like all the other Switch yeah, stuff, I yeah. guess. It just seems really weird to me. But, I don't know, I guess. And I've not seen anyone else really complain about that, so maybe people are happy with the colors. Um, James, what, what's your impression of the Switch Lite? I'm... I don't see a need for it for me, obviously. Um, mm. Some people, though, I, have been talking about getting it as just like a, a secondary switch to have like on the go. Can you <clears throat> see that in I, much of yeah, a market I, for that? I understand that, but my thing with and I know like people are like oh, but it does support sharing, but like it it do, like it doesn't like really not um, well. No, no, it's no, it's shit. But I think. Um, like if if that process was a little bit more easier or more intentional, I would maybe consider it. Um, uh-huh. But like I don't know, you I haven't had as much of a problem with tr- uh, portability as you guys because I know that you guys have always been like, oh, it's a bit bigger. But I don't know, I've never really had an issue with it. Like it always just goes in my bag, and then I pull it out when I got it. Like I've never really had to put it in my pocket. So one of the um, things that, like, me with me going back to my Vita, which based on what I've seen is kind of a comparable sort of size, um, is it feels real small. Like, the thumbsticks feel real diddly, and so do the buttons, and I could never, diddly. like, grip it properly without my fingers just, like, running across the touchpad on the back. Like, I was just... My hands always felt real mushed up. Um, so I, I've really grown to like the size of the Switch. I actually think it's kind of the perfect size for a handheld for me. But then I got, like just big hands so i don't know if that's a problem i think i don't know i i make it out that i you know find the switch gargantuan or something it's not quite that bad and like the fact that i'm not really considering this as a secondary switch is evidence that i don't know i i'd like a smaller one but i'm not going to spend 300 dollars for a smaller one in addition to the one that i already have like it's already it's portable enough yeah that's the thing as well i just feel like um it's not cheap enough for what it is no so true um i mean like you can get switches like proper uh, switches for like 360 ish now right like oh yeah but i like let's just say let's let like obviously rp is 469 let's just pretend like 399 is like a normal like sale price for a base switch now yeah um Mm. you can get 369 with you know coupon codes or whatever sure um i don't know i just like the people who this was for was I was assuming was the people they wanted to kind of get away from the 3ds, which what they're two hundred dollars now new, yeah, um, or yeah, 2ds XL, so and that to me that jump to three thirty is just so much. Like I mm. I don't know, and for a console that doesn't really, um, the thing that I don't like is like you're kind of pigeonholed to have that one forever. Like you can't buy a dock later. 
Um, mm. But I do like the idea of it all being solid because I do feel like sometimes Joy-Cons can be a bit flimsy feeling when attached to the side of the Switch. Um, You'll never have, like, the disconnect issue or anything like that. No. I've no I mean, I've never had that issue in particular, but I was trying to play Bayonetta on a plane, and um, I, like, Steve will know, um, when I play action games, like, I get into them, like, I, I play them really intently. And I was yeah. very scared I was going to, like, snap my Joy-Con off Almost, um, like, I, I don't know, like, for a game like that, it was really hard to play on the plane comfortably, because I was really paranoid, whereas I feel like if it was all one solid unit, that would be really cool, um, but then, the the downside to that is, is, like, it's freaking no kickstand, um, no dockability if I ever decide I want to, um, mm. it's like a Switch without, yeah, without like the Switch. Yeah, like us, it can't be our only Switch, and for this much money, I, it would kind of have to be, personally. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, we'll see how it uh how the people respond to it. I guess when it comes out and see what its sales numbers are like. I'm gonna be curious to see who they does should have pick done this up. And you know what they should have done? They should have that? done face plates for it. That that'd oh. be a good chat. <laughs> Bring them back. Hundred percent. Yes, please. <laughs> I I kind of always thought that was gonna be the go with the Joy Cons. So that you're gonna kind of get more customized like customization options for those. Because um, you can see people getting like real funky with their their current switches and inviting and people that customization. like reshell the Joy Cons. Yeah, and stuff. I've seen people reshell them. Do that. Yeah, but they were never kind of designed for for that really. So miss, I feel like that's a missed opportunity. Um, just quickly, what do you guys make of the possibility of the Switch getting a Pro version? Like, if this is the light version, can you see it kind of getting a newer model with some beefed up internals? There was talk this week of it kind of getting a new processor put in it, but like nothing that was going to dramatically improve it and really warrant it to a yeah, pro status. I think, like, I think the new processor this time was more just like, like every system that sort of has, you know, the PS1 to the like tiny PS1, it's the same thing, just yeah. they found a cheaper way to make just it. like so. better power efficiency yeah. or something. Um, yeah. James, do you think we've got a pro on the horizon? No, I don't think we do anymore. I think... Like, I don't think Nintendo is going to go for, say, like, the X or the Pro with, like, 4K and all that. Um, I do think the Switch has a performance problem at the moment. Um, Like, I I feel like there's a lot of of even first-party stuff. Like, as an example, Yoshi looks good, but it's super blurry. Um, Mm. There's, like, there's a lot of kind of performance issues with a lot of games. And I think... Uh, a boost kind of like the one that the, these supposed patents show would be good f- to kind of remedy that. Yeah. Um, although they did say like modest performance improvements, but that's still better than nothing. Um, it's interesting. I feel like it's similar to the Wii generation. Like everyone got those and then got high def televisions and suddenly it seemed kind of gross looking. And I feel like that's going to happen with 4k TVs and people are going to look at this, you know, at best 1080p output and go, Hmm. Mm, don't know about that. Yeah, but it's not even that. Like some of the games on Switch hit like are like three sixty p and stuff handheld. Like that's nuts. Like that's, yeah, that that's especially really, ported from other systems. That's really yeah, really rough. And I understand. But then I see games like Hellblade, and like you kind of can't believe it's running on Switch. Um, even like I played Resident Evil Four the other day, and I was just shocked to have that in my hands in bed. Yes, um, that's so good. Yeah, but um, sounds like think- James is. Dreams come true. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> dream- RE4 is not my favourite, guys. Come on. But it's Resident <laughs> Evil in the comfort <laughs> of your bed, I'm sure. They're not all made equal, you and Anyway. <laughs> um, I don't think it's a good idea, personally, for Nintendo to put out three different Switches. Um, 
So I think the idea of maybe making the one that already is out the pro one with like a revision of some sort would be a better choice mm-hmm. than having like three different ones. Yeah. Do you not agree? That's three. There's already two different like profiles to develop to handheld and docked and adding another potentially two profiles is a lot to ask developers to do. Uh, yeah. And, um, and you want to keep all those devs on board. Like, yes. let's be real. Um, even Xbox, like they've got S and X now, um, PlayStation has pro and slim. Um, I just don't see the point of Nintendo doing three. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Especially with the naming, like their naming is shocking. Like I don't trust them to do it well. <laughs> like, yes. Like, Life remember, was such a nice name. Remember like what we had. Remember like DS Lite, DSi, DSi XL, new DSi, uh, new uh, 3DS. Like there was, was like awful. literally like, yeah, over at least five different SKUs going on at once. Like, yeah, it was cool. Even the Wii to Wii U kind of naming was pretty bad as well. Because it was like, well, it's a whole new console, but is it just another no, Wii? No, like, people later? to this day probably still think, oh, I just want that tablet add on for my Wii. It's like, yeah, no, yeah. That's not what that is. No. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I had nothing really extra to add this week. So I reckon we just jump straight into What the Wiki now. Um, a reminder that What the Wiki is a Starcast game show where the last week's winner reads uh, part of a description for an unknown video game and the others must try to guess the correct game. The first of two wins and you get one guess per paragraph. Uh, last week we had Stephen uh, win. So he'll be taking over the hosting duties this week. He pipped me to the finish line uh, to draw a level with Brody at second place with four points. Um, but James is still two points clear in the league on six points with Shannon and I bringing up the rear on a point each um, so James opportunity for you to extend your lead here or maybe me to claw one back we will have to yeah. see Stephen take it away okie dokie everyone ready sure thing I was born ready <laughs> James has got to be so we'll quietly confident right now it's like <laughs> going up against Ewan who's on this epic losing streak I thought I was like maybe in for a chance last week and Stephen bloody well let's all, see like, all Stephen has to do is just pick Spyro games touche sir touche okay so the game is a massively multiplayer online role playing game developed and published by Square Enix <sighs> directed and produced by Naoki Yoshida it was released worldwide for Microsoft Windows and PlayStation uh, and- 3 in Yes, you are. Is it Final Fantasy fourteen? Um Yes, it is. I had to double check oh. the Roman numeral for a second, but yes, it is. Yes! Go me. Um that was, that was in the news this week because it's got like Shadowbringers coming out, right? The new And also you can get a free copy by buying pizza. That was why I Oh put yeah. It in there. I forgot. A free copy, but the pizzas are sixty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> well, you either buy $60 pizza or free pizza with the game. It's a pretty, good, it I mean, it's a pretty good deal, right? Like, you're paying $60 for the game anyway, so you're just getting free pizza, essentially. Do you guys Deli- remember, you and won't, but do you remember when you could buy pizza and you get a free VHS movie? Yeah, you get, like, Sims What's 2 or, like, Battlefield. Or Never Been Kissed with Drew Barrymore. <laughs> or, or that. Seminal <laughs> titles. <laughs> Quality movies, yeah. Well, for game number two... Let's Can we just this, appreciate this for a second oh. that Ewan's guessed the first game twice in a row? I'm just, I'm and sorry, was, just pump the brakes, just a little. I didn't expect it. I must back say, there. yeah. I mean, I'm not a Final Fantasy guy, but I was just, I like, did on just reading the rumor to like, to like make you <laughs> give you a false sense of security. <laughs> sure, let, let's me. go with that. <laughs> All right, go on. Let's, 
Cool. Okay, so the game is a survival horror video game developed <laughs> by Headfirst Productions and published by Bethesda Softworks with 2K Games and Ubisoft for the Xbox and Microsoft Windows systems. What? The game was pub. <laughs> the game was published for Xbox in 2005 and Windows in 2006. The game combines an action adventure game with a relatively realistic first-person shooter and elements of a stealth game. The game is based on the works of H.P. Lovecraft, author of The Call of Cthulhu, mm. and progenitor this of is such a James <laughs> game. The yeah. Cthulhu Mythos. <laughs> uh, it is a reimagining of Lovecraft's 1936 novella, The Shadow Over Innsmouth. Set mostly in the year 1922, the story follows Jack Walters, a mentally unstable private detective hired to investigate in Innsmouth, a strange, mysterious town that has cut itself off from the rest of the United States. No guesses yet? I've got no idea. This seems like, as I said, such a James game. <laughs> I did think it was a James one. Uh, I know it, but I, well, I guess I could just guess it. Yes, James? Uh, it's it's Call of Cthulhu, but there's more, isn't there? There, there is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um... Do you have more to read, Yeah, I'll go another one. Okay. Uh, in development since 1999, the project was repeatedly delayed, going through several revisions and having some of its most ambitious and immersive features abandoned and initially planned PS2 version cancelled. Although well received by most critics and regarded by PS2. some as one of the best video games of all time. Oh, uh, James, so it must be Xbox. So, um, yes, James. Um, Call of Cthulhu, Dark Corners of the Earth. That's exactly it. That's the ticket. That's an actual game title. Call of Cthulhu, is, yeah. Dark but Corners of the it. Earth. Yeah. Yep. Wow. It's real. You can buy it on Xbox. I think I'll I buy it. I still have a copy. <laughs> if anyone wants to buy mine. <laughs> And that one was because, I don't know, I was looking over the front page and James reviewed a Lovecraft-ish game. Yeah. That's why I chose it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, well, I guess this is the tiebreaker. Is everybody ready for this incredible I guess so. As long as it's not more Lovecraft stuff, I'll be good. It is not more Lovecraft, I can promise you that. (laughs) Let's go. Okay, so the game is a first-person shooter developed by Infinity Ward and published by Activision. An installment in the Call of Duty series, it was released in oh, November shit. 2007 for PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and Microsoft oh! James. Is it Modern Warfare, the first one? Call of Duty um, 4, Modern Warfare? Yes, oh. that's the one. Oh, you were lucky you corrected yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was almost about God to damn it. Mm, no. <laughs> I, I thought that was a fair, you know, potential year. I mean, it totally fair, was. I was literally doing the math in my head. I was like, wait, when when was I playing Modern Warfare 2? No, it was Which later. Was it was later than 2007. I know this, I know this. And James is buzzing. <laughs> I was like, fuck. God damn it. Well, Again. congrats. James was further in front of me now. Oh. Yeah. Well done, James. Stretching, for this, Ewan. <laughs> stretching that lead. I wish I could just do math faster. God damn it. Uh, James stretching the lead out to seven points. Um, then Brody and yourself, Stephen, on four. I think Matt's on two points, and then uh, Shannon and I still on still on one point. I'm determined to get that that score higher than one at some point this season. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hundred uh, percent. With that, let's bring it into what was episode 183 of the Starcast. Subscribe to us on the podcast service of your choice. Follow us at press.au and join the conversation with the hashtag the Starcast, as well as visiting the site at press.com. A U, of course. Um, we've been joined today by James. Yes, hello. I'm on Twitter at James, so A T J A M Z. Um, I don't really have much to say. Oh, strange! If you like Stranger Things, I'm watching that slowly but surely. 
We we kind of get like a tweet at the end of every episode, don't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sharing your appreciation for the uh, and I the also bought a Demogorgon Sunday, which was nice. Yeah, dude. Okay, wait. Pause right there. Where did <laughs> oh, you okay. get that Demogorgon Sunday? I need one of those. So all you need to do um, is use my code for a, no. I don't have a discount code. Um, <laughs> you, use my creator code. <laughs> nah. So what they've done is um, if you've got a, if you've ever had like a Baskin Robbins, do they have them in the Eastern States? Um. I can't remember if I've ever seen one there. I don't know if I've I seen one since yeah. I've moved. I mean, I know of yeah. them, but I don't know if that's because of traveling about. I know we have Ben and Jerry stores, but I don't so know anyway, about Baskin Robbins. Um, ba- like, they've turned all Baskin Robbins into Scoops Ahoy um, on Uber Eats. Um, so, what? Yeah, so you can buy um, uh, a Demogorgon Sunday. I got a Mind Flayer Macaroon the other night. That was pretty good. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, they're so overpriced, though. Fuck. Dude, like, I, dude, I don't care. You know what I did the like, other day? I haven't played Fortnite in months, and I logged in <laughs> just to spend fifteen dollars on one of those Demogorgon skins. I was oh like, no, it has no. to be done. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, just yeah, Demogorgon. Yeah. I got an edible Sunday. You don't have anything to show for that. So. <laughs> I got a fun gif of it doing an orange justice, and that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's like a little Sunday with like a chocolate Demogorgon head, and you just put it on top and then eat it. Damn. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. there, okay, there is like, one. Eggos. There is one near me. Scoops Ahoy. Yeah, there oh. you go. And they do Ego sandwiches too. I don't which see is just any... like waffle sandwiches. I don't... Oh, Eleven's waffle sandwich. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> my mind's been so blown right now. Where are those Demogorgon? They're sold out. No, what? Oh, no. Why? No. No. <laughs> anyway. You guys just witnessed my heartbreak live on the podcast. Um, We've also been joined today by Stephen and putting up with my shit. (laughs) Yeah, um, you can find me at Stephen Impson on all the things. Um, I've been tweeting about how I used to not know how to say the word genre. And uh, (laughs) I've got an Instagram photo of fun graffiti I found in Paris a few years ago. Oh, cool. I'm intrigued by that. Yeah. Okay, check that out. Um, and I've been your host, Ewan Roxburgh. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ewan underscore Roxburgh. Um, I shared some exciting news today where I've um, started up uh, a new job. Um, don't stress. My continue, my involvement with Press Start is obviously still continuing, um, albeit perhaps to a, a lesser extent on the writing side of things, but I'll still be hosting from time to time um, or all the time when it comes to the Startcast, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm doing some, some work with an indie game studio and a video production agency that I'm really excited about. Um, so please do go and check all that out. Um, and if you know how I can get my hands on a um, a uh, Demogorgon Sunday, please do hit me up. That'd be really good. Uh, but until next time, happy gaming. See you later. Good night. <laughs> Scoops ahoy! <laughs>